Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ordinary Group Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about making peace with our bodies. I'm going to give you a little backstory on my history with, you know, with my body and what I've kind of what I've been through, and then we'll dive into the fitness and wellness industry. And I want to go over what I feel they do really well and what I think we could probably not do so much if we are following that stuff on, on our social medias or just in general. And then as far as making peace with our body, we're going to look at it two different ways. Uh, first, our body's ability, you know, what it can physically do, how that's going to change. And then body image, which is a, another thing that's kind of been a hot topic, I think, for the past few years. If you look at body positivity and all that sort of stuff. And then after that, we'll dig into, you know, how I feel we can maybe start doing some practices to make us love our body a little bit more, to make peace with it. And, you know, the philosophy behind that and how I came to those things. So the, again, backstory about me, a little known fact is uh, I was a very, very heavy teenager. Um, actually, I was pretty heavy my, <laughs> my entire life. Um, I would say how heavy you want to you wanna know how heavy I was. And when I was about 14, 15, that's probably when I was my heaviest, I was teetering about 320 plus pounds. Um, I, luckily, I was still pretty tall at that age. I was, you know, about still over six feet. So it looked okay, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen a picture of myself like that in a long time. Maybe I'll post something this week with this episode. So, you know, back in the day, uh, before body positivity, being fat was not an easy thing to, to do. It was uh, kids are dicks and even more so teenagers. Uh, so it was really, it took a toll on me a lot and it made me carry a lot of weight, you know, uh, pun intended there, mentally as I grew into, you know, my early 20s and even in my late 20s. And honestly, I didn't really start uh, loving my body until, you know, my maybe my early 30s or more so. So when I, when I was a, a kid, I started playing sports, well, really more practicing sports, and I started, you know, losing weight that way. And that's when I really fell in love with the, the lifting, you know, running, exercising. I, I liked I liked what it was doing to my body, right? So looking back on it now, it was like I really liked it because it was quote unquote fixing what was wrong with me, right? I was very, very heavy. And I carried that mentality throughout, again, until probably my early 30s that I would go to the gym to fix myself. And now for a long time, I was like the, you know, fucking no rest days every single day. And if I ate something that was, you know, not super healthy the day before, I would fucking go even harder in the gym because I would be, kind of punishing myself, right? Punishing my body for fucking being happy and just feeding it, you know, stuff that I, that feeds my soul, not so much my body. And, you know, same thing with my abilities. I would constantly compare myself, you know, how much I was lifting, how my body looked to other people, which kind of just dug me a little bit deeper into this whole thing of just, man, my fucking body, I do not like it. I got to fix it all the time. And it was also, you know, it was a combination of, you know, getting older 
and I think, you know, also just yoga in general, but when I started getting the philosophy of it and not so much to practice, I really started just realizing how wonderful my body is, right? All the things that happen to it are, are, it's just amazing what it can, your body can do, what it's capable of, right? Once you know all the stuff that goes on underneath the skin and not so much what it looks like. And, you know, through the practice of yoga, also physically, it really started making me build this awareness of, you know, observing my body and not so much judging it. I always tie this back to my one of my first yoga experiences with uh, Tana back in Watertown, New York. Shout out to Tana. She doesn't listen to this, but I really appreciate her her teachings to this day. And, you know, we were in the at the end of the, the class in Savasana and Corpse Pose, and she was, you know, just doing the yoga thing. And she was just, you know, thank your body for the practice today. And she said, and thank it for what it can do versus judging it for what it can't. And that right there just like fucking blew my whole mind wide open. And from then on, I started looking at my body a little bit differently and genuinely thanking it. You know, and that's one of the practices we'll, we'll talk about later. And now, you know, as I'm older and fucking approaching 40, I, again, I, I love my body, what it can do, what it's capable of. Um, and every day it still surprises me. I just know that it's an ever-changing thing and I love it. I love the way it can do, but I also love it because I, I take care of it, right? And that's kind of one of the things I want to drive home is, you know, loving your body is taking care of it. And I'll get into what I feel that means a little bit later. But I just think of, you know, back to, I think it's the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, where they, it's basically said like the body by itself is fucking lazy. It just doesn't want to do anything, right? And it's like a kid. If it were allowed to eat ice cream and candy all day, it would totally do that. But our spirit, we need to keep it sharp. That's what keeps our body sharp because we know we need to move our body a little bit more. We know better. We're the parent in the in this this body mind relationship. So that's kind of you know my my story a little bit, and I I love my body and I take care of it, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so. Into the fitness and wellness industry, I think what's beautiful nowadays is that there's so much information available. And what's the shitty part about it is too, there's so much information available from you know people that probably shouldn't be giving it out. But there's a few things that I think the it does really well nowadays. And you know, one of those is the the body positivity movement. Um, again, there's a caveat here. What I really like about this is them showcasing different bodies, different sizes different types of people. And you can find this also in yoga classes, right? Typically, you know, when we think yoga, we have a, a, a fucking avatar in mind of what that looks like. But, you know, body positivity is just loving your body, no matter what it looks like, what it is, shape, size, fucking whatever, right? However, I feel sometimes it gets misconstrued where, you know, if for body positivity, for if I'm working out and I'm taking care of my body, I'm not doing that because... I'm trying to fit this uh, stereotype of what a body, what beauty looks like, quote unquote. I do it because, again, I love it and I want to take care of it. Like I take care of my son. I could just pamper him and give him ice cream all day. And yeah, that he would love that totally. But again, me being the parent, I know that that is not loving him. Loving is also disciplining him. And I feel that's the relationship we need to have with our body is we love it, but we love it enough to give it discipline and do things that are uncomfortable. Another thing that I really learned is through, you know, fitness and all that sort of stuff is accountability. 
accountability of, you know, your actions and what, what the outcomes are. It's very, very like if you work out hard enough and you do this, do that, you get a certain outcome, right? I learned this really early when I first started going to the gym. Uh, this is probably about 14 when I really started going is I was, you know, a very insecure teenager going to this gym, trying to do something. So I would rely on my friends a lot. Like, Hey, you want to go to the gym with me? He's like, yeah, let's go. But soon I realized it's, I can't depend on that. It has to come within, right? I can't, ex- I can't depend on external motivation. It has to come from within the intrinsic motivation because sooner or later, those friends is like, ah, you know, I don't want to go today. And me just like, well, what the, I thought we had this thing. We're going to the gyms. Like, I guess I'll go by myself. And that's how it started, right? Going up and showing up for myself was a kind of a big lesson there. It's important to me. So I'm going to go get that accountability, loving my body enough. Um, so that's kind of what I feel like the industry does well, right? Of course, also there's education out there. There's so much stuff out there, but you just have to be very picky of what you're getting at, which gets me to the things I feel the fitness and wellness industry does wrong, which the first is putting these people up on some sort of pedestal of they fucking the end all be all super dogmatic. It's either this way or not that that way. And just realizing, you know, it's different for fucking everybody. Some people can tolerate certain foods. Some people can't. Some people prefer this sort of training. Some people don't, yada, yada. And it's not 100% one way or the other at all, right? You can think of the variety of people that are out there. It's the same thing as far as, you know, what they find and what works for them. And this kind of goes into, you know, the fads that you find, you know, and which can lead to very, very unhealthy habits. Um, You know, I... I do, as I've mentioned, I'm a fitness fanatic and I do know a little bit about nutrition. So when people come to me and they ask, you know, oh, what do you think about keto? What do you think about, you know, eating vegan? It's like, you know, it's all good and fun. I, I try not to like throw shit at them. Like, don't do that. You fucking, you dumb, dumb. Don't do that. It's not good for you. But I just try to make a point of, you know, you never see a documentary that just says, hey, eat a variety of healthy foods, minimally processed, in moderation, and fucking have a treat every now and then, and you're good to go, right? There's nothing like that. It always has to be this super sexy, extreme thing, which may work in short term, but long term, it's just not sustainable, right? It's talking about all that shit. Um, another thing that I feel it does really bad is, you know, putting these impossible images out on the internet, right? A lot of these things are so most of the time they're they're photoshopped and. It just makes this unattainable goal. And people try, I want my body to look like that. And again, this leads to unhealthy unhealthy habits. Not only are those things somewhat doctored, but you have to remind people that fucking genetics plays a role, right? It just, some people can pack on muscle very, very easily without just by looking at weights. Some people don't have a lot of body fat to put on. And it's just, it is what it is, right? But I think by showcasing the, the results versus the process that's what causes the issues right we obsess about the result which is i'm gonna look this certain way and then when we do this whatever it is training and we don't look that way it just makes us feel like wow what the fuck i look like fucking chewed up bubble gum what the hell's going on um but i feel if we could just turn that and realize you know the the magic really comes in the process of loving what you're doing and the reason why we show up right again loving our body can really turn the tide as far as our how we look at everything so that's the the fitness and wellness industry for me 
let me know what you think. Um, it's a really hot topic for me because, you know, I, I look at kids now and with social media, everything that's available, it can really just fucking taint the minds of these young kids of what a body's supposed to look like or just make these unattainable things. And just, I hope my son doesn't like that shit. Um, I mean, I, I am on it. I can't help it. I can, but I just choose not to. Um, but just, I hope I just get the drive that your body is a beautiful thing and it's yours and you don't compare it to anybody else's because you're fucking apples and oranges, dog. Moving on now to our abilities, our body's ability and how we can kind of fall into some traps when it comes here. Now, again, genetics, experience, everything plays a role here. So it's really silly of us to compare ourselves and our abilities to other people. And I see this a lot in yoga studios. I did this a lot when I first started doing yoga where uh, so-and-so next to me is bending this far or he's going into a handstand. Well, fuck it. I'm going to try it too because he's not beating me in this. And again, it's the mindset of this competition and comparison that can really lead us down a dark hole when it comes to loving our body and loving our practice. Again, going back to Tana's teaching is, you know, this is your body, your practice. The person next to you could be a super advanced yogi. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's their first day. Everyone has their own on their mat. It's their fucking world. So don't, you know, look at your garden. Don't look at anybody else's. And another thing that can re- I've seen really um, sideline people, you know, obviously is uh, injury, right? Uh, injuries, a huge punch in the dick for a lot of people because they maybe they see their body's ability as their value, right? And it really depends on the community they're in, right? If they're a tactical community, if they're sidelined, it does hurt the team. It does hurt at certain levels, right? Or they may feel that way. Um, But this goes into one of the teachings I'll, I'll talk about later. But looking at that, it can lead us down a dark hole, right? Realizing that we're more than our than our body's ability. We can do a lot more with our body. We can a lot do more with our presence rather than just be this super capable person. Um, so that's the abilities, right? Um, the, some things can just really, and I've been on it, right? What I've, I broke my pinky toe one time and I was like, oh, I could still work out though. Uh, and I did, and that probably wasn't the right thing to do. However, it, it let me build this awareness of, you know, what can I do? Like, where can I show up better if I'm sidelined a little bit by this injury? The next thing is, you know, body image. Again, we talked about that a little bit is I've said it many times on this podcast is we are more than just this meat suit that we wear. We are so much more. We have this light that is unique to us that we get to shine. And again, body image is a lot of the shit just comes in between the ears, if, if not all, right? How we see ourselves, how we think other people perceive us, right? These are all stories that are telling ourselves. And a lot of it may deal come from, you know, childhood. Fucking for me, it certainly did. And it may take more than yoga and, you know, training and, you know, certain mindset. It might take some therapy to, to get over this stuff. And between those two, you know, body image and our abilities, a lot of it comes down to intention when we go start doing these things, whatever it is physically, right? Whatever practice we choose. And is why are we doing this? Are we doing this, like I said, for my experience, to fix myself? Or is it doing to love my body? I'm doing the same thing, but the intention of me showing up really changes my mentality, right? Do I love working out or am I working out because like, I got to fucking lose a couple pounds, man, because I'm not looking to, right? Does that make sense? 
So how do we get there, right? How do we start making peace with our body? So a couple philosophical, philosophical, wow, Luis, philosophy things that we can get into is, you know, the niyamas, niyamas, which I always lean on because they're just such great compasses dealing with a lot of stuff in life. The first is the first niyama, which is saucha, which is cleanliness. And cleanliness of not only our bodies, our space, but our mind. And this also goes into you know, the, the book, The Four Agreements, is being impeccable with your word. Realizing that your words have a lot of power. And how do we talk to ourselves when we you know, miss a day at the gym, when we look at ourselves in, in, the, in the mirror? How do we talk to ourselves? What are we thinking? And if we can just maybe create a little bit of pause and just like, why am I thinking that? And then asking yourself these certain questions, right? Let's just say you don't like what you see and you have a certain negative outlook on yourself and your body. Let's just say that, right? Now ask yourself, is what I'm thinking true? And then if you can answer that, then ask yourself, how do I know this is true? And typically after you answer those two questions, you kind of realize your, your thinking is just a story. But if you, if you go even further, right, you say, I just don't like it. I like it because I don't like it. All right, then ask yourself this third question. What, how could I benefit if I thought differently about this, right? So if you didn't love your body, and if you ask yourself, how would I, what would be the outcome if I thought the opposite? Would that improve my life or would it, you know, cause me more harm? And then after you think those things, like, oh, shit, I can maybe start doing that. Right. So that's kind of the, the big thing as far as cleanliness of mind. The other thing is Santosha, which is, you know, contentment, um, being super content with our body where we are. Again, this is our gift, our vehicle. Right. And realizing that we have the power also to change it. Right. It may not be to the expectations that we have, but we can change this thing. No matter how old we are, we can start to do something to make it more um, healthy, to make it more able, more capable. And the biggest thing is realizing, this goes into the kleshas, which is the, the, the source of all suffering, is the, the first one is ignorance, just realizing and mistaking the impermanent for the permanent things, that this body is just a, a vessel and you are not it, right? This is just carrying you around to do whatever it is you're meant to do here on this, on this realm. So how do, we get, how do we make peace with our body? The first practice, which really helped me, was literally thanking your body for what it does every day, day in, day out. So at the end of my yoga practices and my workouts for a long time, I would, you know, I would stretch and all that sort of stuff. And then I would just sit there, have a slight little meditation. And I would, in my head, just say, you know, thank you, legs, for your work today. Thank you, arms. Thank you, shoulders. And I would just go through my entire body. And again, just thanking it for what it can do versus judging it for what it can't. So I think if you do that, you know, at the end of your day or the very beginning of your day, I think it's going to change a lot of how we see ourselves and just sprinkle a little bit of positivity in there. The next thing you could do, what Tana taught me was, you know, observe versus judge on your body, like looking at it versus judging it, which is, can be very difficult. In a yoga practice, it's very, I think it's a lot simpler because when we're holding a pose, we may look at another person and be like, oh man, do I look like that? Do I fucking... Or if there's mirrors in the class, we're, opposite, we're usually looking at like, oh shit, am I bending far enough? But really, just feel your body. 
how does this feel if I'm reaching my hand overhead? Can I feel where the stretch is coming from? And this builds a little bit of, again, observance versus judgment, how it feels rather than how I think it should look. And the very last thing, which is, you know, I think is a, a, a important thing to say, as John Mary once said, your body is a wonderland. So, you know, it's, so, it's capable of so many things and so many things to take care of you, to keep you going, right? Your fucking heartbeats. It, di- it takes fucking spaghetti and it makes it into energy, man. That is so fucking crazy to me, right? It's, it's just little things. Just realizing your body is an absolutely wonderful thing, capable of so much stuff. Your foot has so many goddamn joints and bones in it to make you walk and to make you balance. And it's doing all these things at the same time without you even realizing it. And I really like, I notice it a lot more now watching my son, you know, go from, from not moving at all, which I miss those days to rolling over to crawling, then to kind of walking a little bit. And now he's like just full on getting up and going and just seeing how he's learning his body's still developing right of course we don't remember any of that stuff but being able to see that process really just shows me how fucking awesome our bodies are and again loving your body loving it enough to take care of it i guarantee you someone out there listen to this goddamn thing takes care of their car more than take care of their body why they love their car right and but loving your car is taking care of it, right? You get the oil change, you fucking rotate the tires, you wash it, all that sort of stuff. We should love our bodies the exact same. Love it enough to take care of it. Love it enough to thank it. Love it, everybody. You need to get this one thing to carry you around. Let's start acting like it. That's all I got for this week, everyone. Uh, tune in for the meditation this week. This is going to be a making peace with your body meditation. I uh, hope you all enjoy it. And of course, if you like what you're listening to, please leave a rating review, share with somebody, uh, leave me, leave me a comment, send me a message, or if you have any ideas for episodes, please send them, send them my way. I love doing this stuff. This is probably, I don't know, man. I just love talking to a mic. I like fucking spitting my stupid ideas out there. Even if only, you know, handful of you guys listen. Anyway, I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening.